good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today is the 23rd of June, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Pony Guardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the card again, James Edwards III of The Athletic. Not even going to bury the lead here. Jaden Ivey is a Detroit Piston. Jalen Dern is a Detroit Piston in what can only be described, as many have put it so far tonight, an absolute masterclass of a draft here by Troy Weaver. Uh, James, we're going to get into a lot of um, sort of like what your night was even like, you know, what it's like yeah. to have to cover such a chaotic night. I want to say something. Wait, 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 can I go first? Yes. I want to, we always talk, me and you talk separately about the, the apology needs to be as loud as the um, disrespect, parade, as the disrespect. I want to apologize to you. This, I should say this. I want to apologize to you for not for forgetting to wish you a happy birthday on your actual birthday. I want to e- say that on the pod. Still for the yeah. people, I, I, I was a dick. And I, uh, in my brain, I thought the pod we did was his birthday. And it was not. His birthday was two days later. And I realized today, as we were texting, that I didn't wish you a happy birthday. And I feel shitty still as I sit in this Brooklyn hotel mind racing from the being at the draft uh i still that's that's near the top of my mind so i want to apologize on the pod for for that and i want you to know that you are my dog and it was not i I don't i don't i hope you didn't feel uh no no i just wanted to get that i want to say on record I, as much as I sincerely appreciate that, I felt so indifferent about it. I'm surprised that you, that it's still bothering you as much no, as it is. No, that ain't cool. That's not cool. I, that's my bad. Let's we're fine. We, because yeah, of let's... who, because of who you tried to get on the show for my birthday, we're straight. I'm not mad about it, but so thank you, James. The real reason yeah. that people are here, I want to get this uh, out of the way. Um, you know, there's the expression uh, it, it, people have said it before. I don't believe it originated from the office, but I think famously people know it from the office now. Uh, I wish there was a way to know that you were in the good old days before you actually left them. I just I think people understand and are able to comprehend the job that Troy is doing running this basketball team. But I want people to just for one second. Understand that what he has done for the third consecutive draft is nothing short of remarkable. And I thought you were going to talk about my masterclass to be able, we'll get to that, but to be able to, to get your guy consistently to find a way to get not one, not two, sometimes three of your guys inside of a single draft. In this instance, it was two inside of the top 13. I don't think I, I don't, I can't, comprehend and this isn't even i know that we've done this like this isn't about who we wanted the pick to be who i wanted the pick to be and who ended up being it's not about that it's about who troy wanted and who he thought the vision uh was best fit for and he got it done fucking again again like we this is this is exactly why arn Tellum wanted troy weaver this is exactly why tom gores wanted troy weaver this is exactly why we as fans needed a guy like troy weaver in our lives so that way we don't have to sweat the draft i think this we we i, I said it coming into the draft i was like i feel like at the end of the day do we really need to question 
uh, who we're going to pick because whoever Troy gets, it's like his track record so far, not just for Detroit, but largely in Oklahoma city has done nothing but indicate that he fucking does this. Like this is what he <laughs> lives for. And this is what Troy Weaver loves to do is fucking draft. And he drafts the shit out of these guys year in and year out. And he did it again. Jaden Ivy, Jalen Duran, we did it. And I, 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 I'm, I am so genuinely and sincerely happy for all the Pistons fans out there, like, this is it. This is the team that you wanted. This is the guy that you wanted. It fucking happened. And I'm so pumped for people. And I'm so happy that the, the general consensus to this is just one of, like, just pure disbelief in the absolute best way imaginable. Uh, and- Troy needs to show up to the, the press conference tomorrow in Detroit for, for Ivy and, and Duran with a, a black T-shirt that in white lettering says, talk to me nice. Facts. Because we talk about this all the time um, in today's world. It's not just Pistons fans. It's every fan, every person we're quick to rush to judgment. And I think that's one thing I think today and this week for Troy, it really kind of just put the, the, the stamp on, hold on a second, wait it out. This isn't the first time this has happened. I think people are still getting used to Troy and how he operates he almost kind of makes one trade, two trades or three trades uh, rolled into one. Just sit back and let things happen. And I, I agree with you. This week was an absolute masterclass in GM work um, to turn Jeremy Grant and essentially a, a damn near near second round pick, which is the, the first that the Pistons got in the Jeremy Grant trade, which is basically Milwaukee's pick in 2025. He turned that into uh they jumped 10 spots in the second round can't believe i'm starting with that we're able to get jalen duran because they took kemba walker into their cap space and they're gonna they're gonna buy him out that you could I, I don't know if i've written that anywhere they're gonna buy him out um and they got Jaden ivy by many accounts the most electric guard in this draft um yeah man i I, I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be in my story. That's gonna be up tomorrow morning. Uh, right now, I have a, the Q and A with Jaden Ivy out. So go check this out. Go check that out if you're listening this late night. Uh, but Troy, I mean, they didn't expect Ivy to be there at five. Yeah. And I think when people are a little confused, why, why do you have Matherin going there and Murray? It's because we also didn't think they had uh, Ivy would be there at five. So. We talk about like what the this past week we've talked about what the Pistons' plan is when they get getting this cap space, and now you see the the draft aspect of it. This I've learned tonight doing uh, uh, talking to so many people, trying to make trying to get all this stuff. This was Plan A. They just weren't sure if it would come together. They didn't know if Jaden Ivey would be there at five. They weren't sure if they could find a way to get Jalen Duran. I had been hinting at a while. I think on this podcast, if you go back and listen to the first podcast after the Pistons got five, I think I called Jalen Duran the dark horse. Mm-hmm. I believe that it was, was the some, first part. somewhere very early in the process, at least. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They fell in love with Jalen. They liked Duran before this. They fell in love with Duran during this process. Um, and this was plan A. Troy, I know you get the cap space. You think eight and you think Bridges, you think Brunson. Slow play it, let it play out. This was plan A. Troy has talked about not skipping steps, rebuilding this the right way. Now you're possibly looking at a starting lineup of Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, and Jalen Durant. 
will that probably be the starting lineup? I don't know. It's a lot of young guys. Yeah. But like, can you imagine how, just hearing that, how excited Pistons fans are? A lot more tickets. Rolling with the youth. And yeah. I think now they're going to take this cap space and they're going to go get veterans. They're going to go probably go chase a bit a Bryn Forbes for cheap. Uh, go, go add some shooting, go add a little bit of length. You don't have to use all the money right now. They have a young nucleus that can grow together, that can build together. And Troy built this in three drafts. Um, of course, he got the number one pick, and that helps with Cade. But he manifested three of the five picks by yeah. going to get the extra for Sadiq, the extra for Isaiah, and the extra for Durant. So, and we're talking um, about you know two of talk those to guys, him. Talk to him nice. Two of those guys were uh, you know two of the aforementioned uh, picks that he had to sort of manifest became all rookie talents. Uh, by our best approximation, I would assume that Jaden Ivey is probably going to end up on all rookie, you know, assuming everything goes according to plan. I think that's a field of sign. feel pretty confident saying that. And I also don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to assume that Jalen Durant would end up on there too. And what I'm, I'm so unbelievably excited for Pistons fans who don't know to figure out is how massive, like just the, the sheer mass that is Jalen Durant. Yeah. The, the guy has got athletic tonight. That dude sh- is- shooting still an issue. Yeah. They're going to have to address that. Free Which is the, the, where Brent Forbes comes in. Yeah. Athleticism is near the forefront of that. And they got the two most athletic players in this draft. I, I, I cannot, I don't know, man. I, I just can't really convey comprehend. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Quantify how, like just, just how much of an absolute uh, home run, that this was for the Pistons and uh, with, with Jaden, I mean, the, the word is that Cade was apparently ecstatic for it. I haven't seen any videos or anything. I'm sure that the little draft party that they were having at LCA, I'm sure the reaction for it was, was absolutely insane. I, I was texting uh, with uh, uh, czar shout out to czar. He was, he was in the building for it. He said that the general vibe in the building, you know, leading up to the pick was that everybody, you know, wanted Jaden Ivy, obviously, you know, when you see Keegan go off the board, uh, at four, I think we were all kind of like, okay, so th- you know, this thing's actually about to happen. Um, one thing that we've consistently heard from Troy is, uh, and even hell, even Dwayne, it's not about drafting the player. It's also about drafting the person. And one thing that I do feel very confident saying about Jaden Ivy is I don't know if there is a better person, if there is a better human being in this draft, something that you and I were talking about earlier, uh, something, somebody, that I can really relate to is somebody who is the benefactor of all of the really solid women in his life. And that is something that I can really empathize and identify with. And it makes him really easy to root for. And uh, you know, all the, the Detroit ties that he already has, we've all seen the pictures of him at, you know, at LCA at those warriors games in the, in the locker room. We know the story about his mom. We know the story about, I believe it's his grandfather. Um, I, you know, we saw the, the, just the sheer, raw emotions that he was feeling in that moment uh, that he got his name called. And that's the dude that I want on my basketball team. And that's the dude that I want to go to war for. And that's the dude uh, that I want to, I want to make plans to watch for the next decade. And I, I feel so lucky uh, that we, we get to do that. We get that, you know, you wrote a week ago that I, 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 and I said it on the show and I texted you about it. The, my turn, your turn thing that we can do with, with him and Cade where, fear on fear, put your ass in the basket. Like Jaden Ivey is going to be able to do that. I, I said last week, the one thing that I know for a fact 
that I, I'm not going to question about Jaden Ivey in year one is his ability to get to the rim. I know he's going to be able to do that. And just damn, man. Yeah, it's the high upside swing. I, I hate to be – I feel like I'm always the party pooper after these things. Uh, but I don't – I. I'm curious to see if, if it all translates quickly. Um, will he be able to shoot at the NBA level? He talked to me about wanting to show his mid-range game and thought that was something he wasn't able to show. Which is something that you identified as a concern of yours. Yeah, he's got to be able to do that. Uh, yeah. I, I questions about his passing and his defense. And that he told me, Troy Weaver and Dwayne Casey, uh, this is a great quote from my from my one-on-one, which is live now. Um, let me Let me read this little blurb from it. Um, sorry, this is a bad podcast. Well, while you're doing that, okay, go ahead. Um, I feel, uh, yeah, uh, hold on. <laughs> oh, so, here it is. They were, what were my question? What were those first conversations with Troy Weaver and Dwayne Casey like? They were very intense. I felt like they really wanted me. They were very genuine conversations. They talked about winning, and that's what I want to do. We talked about setting a defensive presence when I get there and bringing back winning to Detroit. Troy Weaver challenged me to be a great defender. I want to do that. He wants me to be part of this culture that they're building on that side of the ball. I want that challenge. They want to win. I want to help them win. I want to show that I have some dog in me. Um, I think that's important. Like Ivy has all the upside in the world, but there are things that he, that he has to show at this level for it to really, really unfold. Um, but it's a high upside swing. Like I said, adds athleticism to the, to the, not only the backcourt, but the team in general. Uh, Jalen Duran is a freak of nature. Um, just yeah, fucking it's, huge. I can't I, emphasize I, I how, just how fucking I, massive he is. Have you been watching the draft coverage tonight? Yes. And okay. I gotta, I gotta say this just really quick. I was complaining on the, I think in the last episode about, you know, that Woj and Shams, they just need to relax. They need to not spoil the picks, dude. When even Woj even chimes in on the broadcast and is like, this team is about to pick this player. I'm like, can I not escape this? I can't even, I ha- I'm even watching the broadcast and Woj is spoiling the picks. That's just my really quick two cents about just the larger picture. Also shout out to the Lakers for picking Max Christie, I guess. Anyways, what were you going to yeah, say? So, so I haven't, I obviously been, haven't been able to watch or pay attention to the draft. Uh, I, I am now back in my hotel room as pick. Um, I don't know what pick this is, but the Warriors are picking. It's like, uh, I would say probably mid, I don't know. Whatever, we also but. didn't mention that we have to use, uh, we are obviously using Zoom audio. James forgot yes, his microphone. Sorry, I didn't, want, no, no, but I it's didn't, okay. We needed to pump out it. the pod. We needed to pump yeah. out the podcast. So, yeah. I'm at, so pick 44, I'm back in the room. Um, but yeah, I was obviously, if you were following me on Twitter, on the news, um, getting trying to break as much stuff as I can. I wasn't really able to pay attention to what else was going on. Yeah. Are people, are people high on what Detroit's done? As far as a, as a general consensus, I believe one of the, uh, uh, all of the texts that I got from, you know, different people, I don't want to say around the league, but just, you know, different fans of different teams and things like that. Uh, the consensus is that Detroit has absolutely knocked this out of the park. Um, and I think that that sentiment that we expressed earlier about how good of a job Troy has done, not just this week, uh, but over the last three years has certainly culminated to a certain point. And there is this, this palpable energy and, and, and tension, not tension, whatever the good version of tension would be rising in Detroit. Um, I think people are starting to recognize, um, that the core that we've built 
is is certainly terrifying. It's also worth noting two things. One, Jaden Ivey definitely sort of became like almost the sweetheart of the draft in the sense that almost everyone that I saw that wasn't a Pistons fan wanted to see Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham play together. Yeah. And uh, it's also worth noting, and I know how this is going to sound now because he's on my basketball team. I'll pull screenshots if I have to. Before the draft even started, I said it also helps that Jaden Ivey uh, has the best suit in the entire draft because he did. Yeah, I when, I when we were walking and doing our one-on-one, I was like, is this velvet? He's like, yeah, it is. I was like, Detroit's, I was like, Detroit's gonna love you. Um, yeah, man, it was Troy. If you're listening, um, can we not do this every draft and free agency? Like, can, can it not just be complete chaos? Because yeah. talk to us about uh, you know how many people are you texting at once? Are you making phone oh, calls? You got two phones going? You know, like what's the fam? For the last 24 hours, I've been the Joe Dumars meme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many times did you beat Woj tonight? I don't know, but I know I was the first one to tweet that the Pistons were picking Ivy. But were you, you're not, weren't you? The, but you don't have sources. Weren't you the first to tweet that they were keeping him too? Yes. So that so we can get into that. Um, teams were trying to get Ivy. Yep. Uh, the Knicks tried multiple times. I think going to get those OKC picks before yep. they all settled on that was another attempt to go get Ivy. Um, there was a time I can tell this story. There was a point before I got confirmation from two or three people that Ivy was staying. I'm sitting, I was going to get a one-on-one with Ivy. I'm the only reporter here in Brooklyn, uh, Pistons reporter. And he's sitting there in front of the zoom, talking to the people back in Detroit. And I was going to get my one-on-one after. And I'm on my phone trying to get all the information I can, like trying to figure out what is going on as the Duran stuff's playing out. Is Ivy staying? Yeah. Um, and I looked at him and I looked at the Pistons PR and I said, I don't think we should do this one-on-one. Like it was going to be the, it might've been, it felt like it was going to be the awkward moment where it's like the guys doing all being paraded around in public in the wrong team's hat like i it felt like yeah teams were going to try to get ivy and then a few seconds later i got confirmation that ivy was staying but Duran is coming um it was i've never had a couple things i've never had actually let me get my shit off first that was my flu game facts that was that was me at like that was me at my best but I've also never had that much. Like I, I don't even remember the draft. I was in my phone so much, just trying to get stuff um, that it was all a blur, but teams wanted Ivy. Detroit was open to seeing what teams would give them for him. Nothing met it. They kept them. They're happy to keep them. They're happy to have them. Um, And here we are with the Pistons, turning Jeremy Grant into the 13th pick 20 million in cap space and a, in the 36th pick. So without saying that it maybe got to the one yard line, I think it's safe to say that a a potential, you know, Ivy dealing at least got into the red zone, right? What do you think was sort of the asking price for that? Because the Knicks pulled what two or three first future first, I think from Oklahoma city. Do you think that that 
would have done it? Do you think that there would have had to have been a Cam Reddish thrown in? Do you have any sort of idea of, of maybe what Detroit was looking for there? I just don't think the Knicks had the stuff. Sure. Uh, but it is uh, – sorry, one second. Well, while James is figuring out whatever he's got to figure out. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I, I just don't think there was anything that the Knicks could have offered. Um, I think that if somebody else would have maybe came in and tried to sweep them off their feet, there, there, it could have been done. Like I don't, but it also sounds like through and through Ivy was their guy. And that wasn't really something that, you know, you have to entertain it because that's what the job is, is to, is to do your due diligence. But it sounds like at the end of the day, the King's ransom that it would have cost would have just been so steep that a team wouldn't have wanted to have paid it, which by the way is a a testament to how much of their guy Jaden Ivy actually is. I will say this. I will say they didn't expect Ivy to be there. I think more than anything, they couldn't pass up on the upside. I think as soon as we talk to Troy and Dwayne, they will acknowledge that this, that he has some work to do to, to get there. I think that's a fair assessment. I don't think this is a Cade situation where just go out there and you'll be fine. Yeah. I think, They for this to work, they know Ivy has to make some strides in certain areas. Yeah, I um, you know, I don't, I don't remember the publication that the video was for. I want to say Bleach Report. I think like Bose was involved in some way. Uh, a week or two ago, Jaden, maybe it was longer, longer ago than that. Jaden Ivy had come out. There was a a small little video where he went over some of the goals that he had not just for his rookie year, but for his entire career. By the end of it, I think he said he wanted to be like top 50 in scoring, like top 15 in assists. And no, it was top- the other way around. It was funny. I don't remember like, I want exactly to be top what- 15 in scoring. He's like, then I guess top 50 in assists. Right. And then oh, it was like, fam, you want to get these buckets. It was like top 100 in like rebounds or something. Right. So there's like these super ambitious and lofty goals that obviously you want to hear. And of course we want to appreciate, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but at the same time, he was like, I want to be summer league MVP. I want to be rookie of the year. I want to make like at least one all-star team. And it was funny because a year ago, pre-draft, Cade did uh, JJ Reddick's pod where he basically laid out the exact same framework. Now, I know you're going to, you know, of course, all these guys are generally going to, everyone wants to be rookie of the year, right? I Evan asked Mobley Cade wanted- about that, uh, his end of season press conference about the JJ Reddick pod and saying he wanted to make the playoffs and them laughing at him. What was ever- his resp- well, no, I don't know about this. What was his response to that? He's like, I get how hard it is to win now. I get why they said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, I tell you what, you know what I, I do feel confident in? Jaden Ivey is going to be the best player in the summer league. He's going to tear everyone apart. That I can confidently say. If he wants to go win MVP, I do not have any questions about that. And I think that he can do that without question. Do I think we can make the playoffs next year? Hell no. But, <laughs> but they're going to give us something to be excited for. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, is 35 wins out of the question? We'll cross that bridge at the end of July. We're not doing this right now. We're not doing that right now. We're happy right now. The core is all 22 and under. Yeah, but we haven't signed, you know, D'Anthony Melton or whoever yet. I mean, D'Anthony Melton's not a free agent. I'm just saying I'm throwing out some arbitrary. It's going to get you over the hump. D'Anthony Melton, Bruce Brown 2.0. Why are we doing this right now? Can I, I don't, you started it. I started I'm, this. I'm saying, no. Don't put, listen, let's, let's get this out of the way. Now the Pistons are going to come out and say it eventually. This is a young team. I know you guys are excited. You guys are ready for the playoffs. If it happens, great. But this is a young team. They are, they are building this 
the right way. They're building it through the youth. Um, they're building it. They're building it the way it should be built. And it takes time. Now it's about building cohesion with this group. Remember, Troy said it's about acquiring talent. And then it's about making that talent cohesive. You acquire the talent. This season's about making the talent cohesive. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to keep expressing the same sentiment of how just overjoyed I am right now. Uh, we, I know we want this to be a, a pretty quick episode. Uh, anyways, it did feel just on a selfish note and just for, uh, you know, for, for James and I's sake, it did feel uh, remarkably validating to see James out in the shit. And like I, I the whole time, you know, during the entire draft, I'm trying not to text you. I, I was texting you every now and then I, I didn't text you during the second round when I was like, hey, Trevor Keels or Jaden Hardy is right there. We'll talk about the We'll talk about that a different day because uh, this is a happy day. This, we A plus A plus. The draft was only an A plus and that's it. But to see you. You know, work and to to really get to like you're out in the shit the, the way that. I know that you've wanted to be over the last few years and you couldn't because of COVID restrictions or whatever else was going on. You know, now you've been able to establish yourself even with this front office enough. Like, you know, these people, you know who you got to talk to and you know who to get this information from. And you did that shit faster than than Woj on several occasions on draft night. This is the Super Bowl from him and you kicked his ass. So that felt great. But I did did show my ass a little bit. That felt great to see just from a friendship standpoint to see you be the guy that I know that you are, that felt great. It probably was a similar, like when I interviewed Cade, I'm sure it was a sort of proud dad feeling. You're like, God damn, I knew he could do that. So um, I also, I know how much that, you know, meant just for, for your own validation. Like, yeah, I, I do this thing. So yeah. um, I, first of all, I appreciate you. Um, And I'm not going to lie to you. It's fulfilling to know you're the man at your job. Right. Um, it's fulfilling to know that you bust your ass all year round for mom- to be ready for moments like this. And you can deliver. I can deliver. My therapist has been trying to help me instead of saying you, I can deliver. Um, yeah, I, 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 this was a phenomenal night in terms of just putting it I'm 30 years old I've been professional journalist for eight years this is like a culminate this was the culmination of almost a decade's work and to any young journalist listen put in the work get to know people not just on a on a transactional way like get to know these people get to you're around them all the time just go to lunch that's how Go to get a coffee, ask them about their kids, ask them what they're like. It's you got to be a person. You got to be, you got to be human. Um, and you got to bust your ass and work hard. And, um, I, so I appreciate you saying that I felt very good tonight. Like I felt like I owned the night facts. I feel like, I feel like I put on a masterclass. Like, I feel like if there was like MVPs of the night, it's like Troy Weaver and, and then me and my corduroy fit. I'm getting my shit off because I took too much shit this week. You know, you have sources. Like, what are you talking about? You know, talk to me nice. (laughs) Talk to me nice. I'm proud. I'm proud to be the. I'm proud to be a member of the uh, of the Bunny Cardigan show. Um, I know that you favorite fit tonight. Favorite fit. It was Jaden. It was Jaden Ivy. I'm not. I look. 
uh, I can tell you, was kind of no, I that hate, chain Paolo had. I hated the suit. Uh, hated the in suit. person it looked better. I, I just you, though, saw it on TV, but in person it looked better. Real life, legitimate. Because again, as somebody who refuses to let the draft be spoiled, now granted, Woj did uh, jump on TV about thirty seconds before the Magic made their pick and was like, "Ah, they're gonna take Paolo," and I was like, "What?" Uh, a very legitimate real life gasp from me when that when the order got shaken up like that and Paulo went yeah. number one. Uh, I know you weren't really able to pay attention too much because obviously we were just talking about why. Uh, yeah. We'll get, we'll get into more of the the overall draft stuff because I got some thoughts on some other things that people did. Also, I want to do a quick like thirty seconds on Kemba Walker on for the for Tuesday's episode. Um, can I just very quickly say, can I award somebody for making the best pick in the draft that wasn't Detroit? Sure. Dyson Daniels to the New Orleans Pelicans, best pick in the draft. Great pick. Yeah, Love I knew that. I had been hearing if he was there, that was their pick. That was one of those. That was one of the few like other team stuff I, I was pretty confident in. Um, they like Ben Math a lot, too. The I believe the Pistons and Pelicans – before Ivy fell, I think the Pistons and Pelicans talked about a trade with five and eight. That would have been for Matherin then, I assume. I'm well, sure. no, it couldn't have been because it wouldn't have mattered because he went six, which, by the way, yeah. shout out to the Pacers for that, because that's also going to be very fun. Here's yeah, my shout uh, out to the Pacers. Here's my award. Also, Are you back on the Kings? Kind of have to be now, right? Were you mad when I when I sent you that photo of Keegan standing next to me talking to Kings fans? This through his fucking phone? guy, this fucking guy. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you fucking brought it up, so I'm going to do it. You, the <laughs> legitimate rage that I felt. James sends me a picture of of Keegan was like doing his like uh, his post draft. Yeah, shit. he was talking to Kings fans in the phone. And and uh, a James must have just, was just probably walking by. He sends me a picture of it, and he's like, "You mad?" And I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> uh. Cause no, like I'm, I'm happy. I'm, 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 I'm genuinely King's got the best player in the draft. King's got the best player in the draft, but you know what is we got our guy. And this is the one thing that I've been consistent about is some people will be like, Oh, but you fucking, you said this thing. You said this thing. Here's the thing. The one thing that I'm always consistent about and I'm always fair on is if Troy thinks it's a good idea, if Troy goes against the grain of what I believe, then I'm the one that's wrong. It's me. And that I need to be, it's the same thing I said with DeAndre Ayton too, right? And that's another thing. We'll get into that in the next episode. That's not for this one. Uh, so I'm, I'm only overjoyed by this. Now, very quickly, Mark Williams to Charlotte. Love that. Uh, cannot believe how much I love that. Is that where he went? Yes. He went okay. 50, he went 15 to Charlotte. Okay. Now, the, for the honorary, yeah, that fucking figures, because who cares? Pick of the draft. To the yeah, that fucking figures because who cares? Team of the draft, Johnny Davis to Washington. Sure, might Is as that well. Where it went? Oh, that might yeah, that might as well happen. Who cares? Either way, who cares? That was my thoughts on that. That's it. Also, I'm not going to mention who Portland picked. Good for them. I hope they're happy. I hope that that was the in a very rare camera appearance, on camera <laughs> appearance. I'm I'm happy that boy. they I'm happy that they got their guy. Can we just, we'll wrap up on this. We talk about the Cade Teal, the Sadiq Bay Teal, the Ivy Teal is going to fly off shelves. Like I don't, any, any Pistons jersey, any Pistons player this season in the Teal, it's like, you're not going to, it's not going to be in stock, but the Jaden yeah. Ivy Teal jersey. Oh my God. What number is he going to be? 23? Probably. Yeah. No, he, 
yeah. Yeah, he, he can, can be, be 23. He can be 23. Blake was 23. Unless, unless they add Blake to the long list of jerseys retired. That That's right. Have. Your take is that we have too many uh, retired jerseys. We have way too many tired jerseys, but let's, that's neither here nor there. All right, final wrap-up. Um, what are your main takeaways from the night? Troy Weaver, Troy Weaver is the best GM in the draft. Uh, Sam Presti can fuck off. Um, and uh, Jalen Duran is going to be, he's going to the way that Isaiah Stewart for like his rookie season, just everybody was captivated by him and was obsessed with him out of nowhere, not out of nowhere. It was very obvious as to why that's going to, there's going to be a Jalen Duran because uh, it, it's, it's obviously kind of overshadowed by the whole, Oh my God, Jaden Ivy, which, to be fair, I don't want to say he should be, but I get why. Uh, yeah. People are going to be obsessed with Jalen Dern. Did I say I meant Jaden Ivey if I didn't say that earlier, but I mean. No, you didn't. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Biggest takeaways uh, that I think Pistons fans should marinate on and find a way to cope with. Don't expect them now to go too hard, if at all, for DeAndre Ayton. I think that cap space is going to be used to go get veterans to fill out the roster trade for to, Kevin Durant and to keep stuff around and to maybe go for a max guy next year, whatever the last two points. Um, talk to Troy Weaver. Nice. And talk to me. Nice. Let's get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple podcast, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe. If you're feeling generous, remember we will be back on Tuesday with a more, even more in depth sort of breakdown of the overall draft. We'll get into the eight and stuff. Bunch of content on the athletic Q and a with Jaden Ivy is up right now. And my column on Troy Weaver will be up Friday morning. We will catch you guys. I got a flight in five hours. Fuck. In the next Frick. one. Peace. <laughs>